Hey everybody, Vanessa here with the Red Circle Podcast and my host, my co-host, Ed Beck. What's that what's that from? Was that Flash Gordon? You should be real some Flash Gordon. That was like his his theme song. Oh. His branding, his sound branding. So today we're gonna be talking about a thing called Project. Bluebeam. Yeah, so Project Bluebeam, um, it's fascinating to me, and it's funny because I think my the way I look at conspiracy theories is very different than most, okay. because everything to me goes back to the Bible. Yeah. So it's like a Bible-based conspiracy theory channel. I, don't I know like what that. Call it, right. I like that so much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, but the problem is, is, like most people that are in conspiracy theories, they don't have a Bible-based understanding. Mm-hmm. Even the Alex Joneses of the world have a very limited idea of the Bible. Yeah. Right? And the more you can understand about how the biblical narrative, what God's doing through his kingdom on this earth, the invasion of Christ into this earth the expelling of all the wickedness of the pagan cultures and religions. So all of that is kind of, it, 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 it's like the basis, it's the foundation of how I look at things that are happening in the world. Like, uh, you remember that part where the traitor on the Matrix and Neo walks up to him and he's like doing stuff on his computer and, and he gets all scared? And he's like, how do you just stare at this? And it's just numbers, right? It's just streaming numbers. And he's like, ah, you, you don't see the numbers anymore. You just see like a blonde or brunette. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 that's kind of how I see it. It's like you don't see, you know, just this happening. You see the narrative behind it. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of see through the matrix a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. Um, so everything kind of wraps around that so like project blue beam is this idea the, the 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 basic idea is that they're they have this ability to create holograms that look lifelike mm-hmm. right like the michael jackson experience mm-hmm. did you ever hear about that yes where he would be on stage doing his thing but he's dead yeah you know what i mean it's not him like yeah. they they do that i think at circus Olay. yeah Right? I've seen that. We went to a concert, Brad Paisley. Okay. And there was a girl, he did a duet song, and she was a hologram. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked real. Yeah. Yeah. And we were far away, but you couldn't even see, like, the streams of light where the hologram's coming from. So it was freaky. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So the idea is that Project Blue Beam is a way to create a fake alien invasion, right? Yeah. And that would rally the world. Who was it? I think it was Ronald Reagan that said, all we need is a, is a common enemy that the whole world would unite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Which is kind of, it's nice to say, but if you look at it as this new world order, one world government, one world religion, one world currency, it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be, <clears throat> and like it would be fake too. That, <clears throat> like with Project Bluebeam. It would not be real. It would be a manipulation. Be somewhat of a false flag. It'd be a false flag because there's not really aliens in the sky. Yeah. The, the, the bloodshed would be real. It would. But the the truth behind what was happening is kind of like the false flag of the Gulf of Tolkien. You know, all those different things that happened in the past where they're like, for whatever reason, we have a warship in front of 
Vietnam and supposedly they attacked it, right? And then we go to war with Vietnam, right? Which had nothing to do with this warship or whatever. Yeah. Had everything to do with us wanting to go to war and test our guns. Exactly. Like, that's what they're saying that's going on right now with the Ukraine and with all the wars that we've had before is we're preparing to have a war with China. You know, like, we're trying to get tanks over there, the shipment routes, Right? Like how, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, it's just practice for the big war, right? And we're we're getting our stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. And then we're also getting uh we're we're we have we're a good excuse for it. We're getting it trained, we're getting the people trained <laughs> and, and, and used to being at war. Especially the Europeans who haven't been at war yeah. for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Germany, we're letting them build tanks and That's stuff. Smart. They say that the NATO was really designed to keep Germany at a lower level and Russia at a below lower level. Something to that effect, mm -hmm. right? Like, so that they couldn't rise again to create another world war. Yeah. Because there's always Germany and Russia, yeah. right? Those are the two big ones. Japan's, like, pretty much gone, right? That's crazy. Because we, when we lost the Middle East, like, all of that... We, I remember listening to a tactical guy talk about how whenever we fly out of somewhere to the Middle East or to out, you know, just in that part of the world, they fly out from there mm -hmm. because that's, we have like a little base there and mm -hmm. we have our equipment there and, you know, you can't fly from America. You, you have to. Yeah, but I have to have a, like you, a forward base. Yeah, exactly. And so we lost our foothold, our little leverage there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very much designed. Like America, I think has like a hundred and seventy-two different bases around the world that are not in the United States. You know, and tell me how many bases China has around the world. They don't. I don't even know. They don't have a lot of bases. I know. Like not literally like a like military, a base. Base. like yeah. a military base. Yeah. You know, with freaking fighter planes. Yeah. Tanks. And that they're in control of. Here at Fort Bliss, it's not anymore, but Germany had Air Force dudes there. Yeah. But it wasn't like a full-on base. No, it was, it's, it was training. We, yeah. we would train them here. Yeah. It, we we trained Italians and other other countries, French. Japanese. I've seen Japanese people here with their little their patches from Japan. Yeah, pretty interesting. Um, But so the idea is that they will have this alien invasion the world will see it live on TV. It'll be, you know, all over Facebook, Instagram, and the normal TV. And then everybody will rally around trying to fight this enemy. And, you know, that they have new technology or whatever to be able, like, to zap places and blow up cities or whatever. And it's all about control. Yeah. Right? So you have to always think of the end goal. The end goal is the one world currency, one world government, one world religion. That's the goal. So if you can think based on this goal, and it's and it's uh, Rockefeller said that his plan, and I'm gonna paraphrase it, his plan, it has to be slow and steady, like one drip every year, so that people are not aware of the change that is happening. It's yeah. kind of like boiling a frog. Exactly. And 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 then one day it'll wake up and they won't know that they're in chains. You know, like really, you know, do you, do you think we are free the same way that 
people in the 1800s were free. No. You know, or were surveillance, yeah. like our land, our tax, yeah. all that stuff. I don't think we are, you know. Um, we have a lot of nice, convenient things to do. We're very entertained. What is it, what is that thing that the Romans said? Is like, you know, give them give them the circus, right, or give them the Colosseum to just entertain the people, which is like our football, yeah, which is like our basketball, which is like our movies, right? Give them plays and give them the circus, and it'll it'll appease the people from rioting against what's really happening, you know. And I think that's what's going on. So yeah. I, I got a scripture for you. Okay. in it's Mark 13. And let me see. Okay. Uh, let's, we'll start in, uh, let's start in 20. Then if any say to you, look, here is the Christ. Look. Here, there, he is there. Do not believe it. Okay? It's very interesting. He says, look, there is a Christ. Now, in our lifetime, we've had some dopes say yeah. that there are Christ, but nobody believed it. Yeah. Okay? This is saying, like, Christ is saying, like, look, there's Christ. Mm -hmm. Don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, the Jews are waiting for the Messiah still. Right? The... And the Catholic Church has a prophecy, which we'll get into one day, that that this is the last pope yes. ever. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah, recently. Yeah, that's crazy. And and then the the last pope has a writing that he was allowed to be released when he died, and he says that the that the uh, the church is now controlled by an evil force. Like the last pope said that, Pope John. Interesting. Okay. So this is don't believe it. So if you say, hey, look, he's there. Look, he's there. Don't believe it. Okay. For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders and to deceive. Okay. Now, the other thing is you have false Christ and false prophets, but are they really even showing signs yet? Like, have you seen people levitate, walk on water? Have you seen any of this stuff? No. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay, false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive. If possible, even the elect. Okay, so the elect is the church. So that's how great the deception will be. Okay, but take heed and see that I have told you these things beforehand, right? Um, let me see if I can continue but in those days after the tribulations, the sun will darken and the moon will not be given its light. The stars of heaven will fall and the powers in the heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather together the elect from the four winds and from the far parts of the earth to the farthest parts of heaven. There was a part that I was saying. But the main part was that the, even the elect will be deceived. Mm -hmm. So the, there's this great deception mm -hmm. that's coming. Some people think it's already happened. But I believe it's it's end times type stuff. Yeah. And I think very possibly the great deception could be this Blue Beam Project. Yeah. 
and a messiah come out there. They even have this technology to make you hear things in your head. Right? Hear things in your head where it's like, Hi, Vanessa, I'm your <laughs> father. Right? And you're like, Yes, Lord. You know what I mean? Jacob has um, bone conducting headphones. So you don't put them in your ears. You put them on the outside. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. And they're really cool. And that's interesting. I just, when you said that, I thought of bone conducting headphones. Mm, Yeah. That's crazy. So you'll hear it in your head, um, which is crazy in itself. You know what I mean? I don't even know how that works. It's it's like frequencies. Yeah, frequencies. So, um, like, it's not like, like a big, you know, like, like, like hurricanes yeah. coming, right? Yeah. But then you'll hear it in your head. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. You know what I mean? And then you've seen it in movies, right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, the alien comes and he can speak to everybody in their head, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, oh, that's creepy. Yeah. Once all of that Elon Musk technology with the brain stuff, what's that called? Neuralink. Neuralink. Once Neuralink happens, Ooh, people are gonna be cyborgs. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be able to like pump whatever they want into our ideas. I think. Yeah, I think I think that's what it's gonna be. It's kind of like that new the the last Superman movie, not the stupid one where he fought Batman, but the one <laughs> where he came back and then they were like, he he was like this idea that he seeded the race of man, mm-hmm. right? And he was like this superhuman type person. Yeah. And he was able to do all these amazing things. Yeah. Hence, Fallen Angel. Yeah. Demigod. Uh, you know, Nephilim. All that stuff, right? Yeah. It all correlates. And I think that's the great, that's part of the great deception. I would guess mm-hmm. is that they will release something. They'll show these amazing signs. They'll give us technology to heal cancer, which we probably already had for 20 years. They'll let us run our cars on water, which they've been holding back for years too. Mm -hmm. All the energy will be released, right? Because everything right now is controlled by oil. Um, The churches will unite. The big corporate churches will unite. And... Um, so it'll be like Catholic, Muslim, Hindu, you know, we'll all join together in one kumbaya thing. Like that, that bumper sticker that says coexist. Coexist, yeah. I hate that bumper sticker. Yeah. And it's funny, my, I tell my wife, I was like, when I see it, I go, Rrr. she's like, why do you hate that thing? And I was like, because you don't know it's the great deception. Mm. Like she doesn't understand it. Mm. She doesn't, she doesn't. She doesn't care to know about these things. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like she's got other things on her mind, right? Yeah. So but to me that's my brain is full of all this stuff. Yeah. So when I see coexist, I see um, you know, that Christianity is not different. Mm. It's just one of these major things. Like like Jesus didn't come to create a religion. Mm-hmm. Like forget religion. Mm-hmm. Jesus came, like Jesus never even said religion. Yeah. You know what I mean? He came to start a kingdom, mm. right? And it invaded the whole world, but it was a spiritual kingdom. Yeah. Right? And most Christians, people that profess to be Christians, are not working in the kingdom at all. Mm. They're outside of the kingdom. They don't even know. It's like, it's like they, 
imagine there was a kingdom and it was in uh, like Idaho. Okay. And all around Idaho, there's this huge fence, you know, say 50 foot fence tall. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can't climb it. And there was these huge gates. And, and I, the way I see it is all the Christians go to the gate. And they're like, hey, we got to the gate. And then they, they point at the gate. And then they're like, we're here. And we're Christians. You're Christian. And they're happy. Yeah. But they didn't go inside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Jesus is the gate, mm -hmm. right? He's, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father except by me. So they, 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 they found Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right, and they're like, "Hey, this gate, I'm happy, I'm saved." Yeah. Right, but they don't go into the kingdom, and they don't want to work in the kingdom because the kingdom is very anti the world system. Mm -hmm. The world system is entirely opposite of the kingdom of God and its system. It's so counterintuitive. It's it's the big thing in scripture is mm -hmm. the kingdom. Everything is about the kingdom. And most people have no idea anything about the kingdom. So, <clears throat> that's what's going to fight against this world system, mm -hmm. is the kingdom. The yeah. kingdom of God is going to fight against it. Yeah. And um, most people have no idea that all the power, all the authority, all dominion was given back to man through that gate. Mm -hmm. But you have to get through that gate. You have to, like, um, I like to explain it this way. You receive salvation as a free gift. But you seek the kingdom of God. So seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you, right? Yeah. All the things you want. But you have to seek it. Yeah. It's not a free gift. It's not something you just take it's not something that somebody just hands to you no you gotta go and then work at it and you gotta you gotta utilize it you gotta understand it like jesus told people many times well one time in scripture i can think of where he went to the disciples went up to him and they said why is it that you teach in parables right mm -hmm. and he's like oh it's because it's not for them to know Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. These people are following him around, you know, telling him how great he is. And he's like, yeah, it's not for them to know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and every time he taught in a parable, it was always, so is the kingdom of God. So is the kingdom of God. So is the kingdom of God. Right? Or the kingdom of God is like. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So um, everything is about the kingdom everything you want to know how to take control back in your life you have to get in kingdom mindset that's everything and and most people do not they feed their mind with netflix conspiracy theory shows um you know all the junk in the world TikTok, right instagram you mm -hmm. can just easily spend hours and hours and hours a day and then yeah. and then they go to church once a week mm -hmm. and they feed their their spirit man just a little bit 
and they think they're going to be able to fight against the wiles of the devil and against the tactics of what's going on. And that's, that's the big key is you have to understand you have to feed him. Yeah. And you have to make him stronger so you can fight against it. Like there was that one time when uh, the disciples were casting out a demons, right? And they went back and they say, hey, we can't cast out this demon. Right? Mm -hmm. And we were talking about like the apostles. Yeah. Like the early church. Yeah. These dudes were bad. Yeah. They were not playing. Yeah. They were like, you think your pastor's tough? <laughs> uh, early church pastors were no joke. Yeah. These were like bad dudes, yeah. right? And they went, and they were good people. They weren't like us, you know what I mean? Where you find out your pastor's been doing this and he's been doing that. Like, mm -hmm. no, they didn't even have all of that problems. Like society was not as bad back then, especially if you were a Jew. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You yeah. weren't like dealing with pornography. Yeah. Watching 10 hours of TV programming, yeah. literally, they call it programming. Yeah. Like, and then that doesn't even count your phone, and you know what I mean? So, no, um, these dudes were bad, but they went to Jesus, and Jesus was, and he would, they were hanging out with Jesus, mm -hmm. okay? Not only were they mm -hmm. good people, religious people, they were hanging out with God, yeah. okay? Yeah. And they were like, hey, we can't cast out this demon. And he's like, oh, he's, that one will only be cast out with um, fasting and prayer. He's like, your spirit man is too weak mm -hmm. to cast this one out. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, okay, wait, 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 wait. That goes against a lot of theology, but is Jesus saying Yeah, it? he said it, yeah. You know what I mean? You, I don't know what you're going to do, tear out your page or your yeah. Bible. <laughs> Like literally, um, they had a, a, um, a message this weekend and I think it was Isaiah 54, right? Where you were in service, right? Uh, I volunteered in the nursery. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, Jake sat with me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they were doing their confessions mm -hmm. and it was Isaiah 54 and it, Isaiah 54 is like a very positive mm -hmm. message. So it's. In, in the last part, in 17, verse 17, says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment shall be condemned. Right? Now, most people stop reading, but it says, This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Okay, so this is the heritage? Heritage is a very peculiar word. Yeah. So, I would I would equate heritage to like an inheritance. Yes, that's how I think about it. And in the royal kingdom. Mm -hmm. So if you you can't just say these things unless you are in the kingdom and unless you are an heir in the kingdom. Yes. Right? Yeah. And the even the other way I would translate it is you can these are fruits that are born by being in the kingdom mm -hmm. that you will know them by their fruit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you see somebody that no weapon formed against them prospers and every tongue that rises up against them in judgment shall be condemned. 
you see that happening in somebody's life, yes. then you know that person is in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a It's just a thing. result yeah. of being. In. So think of it like if you're in a, a royal family, right? And you're walking around and somebody's like, hey, you're doing this and this and that. And then other people come like, no, you can't say that about this person. We're going to take you away. That's like a result, you know what I mean, of being in this royal family, right? Yeah. Like you just, just like the, the prophets, like people didn't just go tell the prophets things. Mm -hmm. The prophets was like, hey, you don't mess with that guy. Yeah. You know, he had the authority and the dominion in his area that was given to him. Mm -hmm. And then he could utilize it everywhere he went. Yeah. Right? Yes. That's how I see it. So I love that. I focus on that one because it's one of the confessions that we've learned at church, you know, for so long. Mm -hmm. And that one helps me a lot too. just whenever people are talking crap about you or, you know, you hear through the grapevine, it doesn't even affect me. I'm just like, oh, people will realize the truth one day, you know, like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. I really like that verse a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a very churchy verse. Um, so just understand that there's it's it's getting into alignment into right standing into righteousness mm -hmm. into what he's trying to do and then everything will happen it's kind of like your kids you if your kids get out of alignment with what you're trying to do they're gonna have a rough time mm -hmm. but once you're just like hey just follow our lead then all these things will be good. Life will be better, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you won't have to fight with me so much. Yeah. You won't have to get so many spankings. You won't have to go to so many timeouts. You yeah. won't have to get, you, you'll get dessert. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. And and the kids are like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right? And then they fall in line. And, and then it's always for their benefit. It's yeah. It's always, like we went to Carlsbad. And my little one tried to start climbing up on something. And she doesn't realize that there's like... Death on the other side. Death on the other side, literally. <laughs> and I'm like, stop. No, you have to hold her hand. Like, there's rules mm -hmm. for a reason. And you just got to fall in line. And I'll explain it to her, but it doesn't even matter. Because she's like, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And and I, I, I think about that a lot with like my walk with God. Because there's things that I don't know what's on the other side. But God does. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of like like Jesus was submitted to the Father. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't say things unless the Father tells me to do it. I don't do things unless the Father tells me to do it. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was praying, and he's like, let this cup be passed from me. But if your will be, then I'll let your will be done. And he just followed it, right? So where does discernment fit in with all of that? And the reason I ask is because with, with all the conspiracy theories that are turning out to be true, mm -hmm. I think discernment is very, very important in figuring out what is real and what is not. Mm -hmm. And throughout all of the COVID stuff, I feel like my discernment was super on point because everything that I just had a hesitation about, I prayed about, I thought about, I waited, and then my gut was right with like everything. Mm -hmm. And and I think in the future, especially when our eyes are being deceived, mm -hmm. that's going to be a hard thing to discern 
So where does all that fit in? So that's Holy Spirit, right? It is. Um, I think it's also just being like, again, going back to the kingdom. So like, you know, Nicodemus, Nicodemus came to Jesus and he's like, Nicodemus is like your quintessential deacon at your church. Okay. He's like, he's like, I prepare the church. You know, I got the front seat. Everybody knows my name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I get I get invited to the pastor's house after yeah. service. You know, I'm a, I'm a good tither. <laughs> I've got my you know my good church clothes, and um, my family's not all messed up. My kids are in you know following the Lord, and like he's got he's he's checking all the boxes. Yeah. Right. This is Nicodemus. And Nicodemus goes to Jesus, and he's like, "What do I need to do to inherit the kingdom?" Right. And Jesus says, well, you have to be born again. He's like, unless a man be born again, you cannot even see the kingdom of God. He's like, you don't even know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. He's like, you're not even, you can't even, not only do you not have it, but you can't even see it. Yeah. You have no awareness whatsoever of what even is there. Yeah. And he's like, but I do all this churchy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I. You know, I pick up trash on the outside in the trash in the lobby. Like, I remember... I stack chairs. Yeah, I stack <laughs> chairs. Like, I put up tables. Like, like this weekend, um, I spilled a little of my coffee because I'm always carrying my coffee around. And so I went to the coffee shop and I picked up napkins and I went back and I was wiping my coffee that I spilled. Mm -hmm. Somebody passed by. They thought I was just doing it because I'm a good churchy guy. Yeah. Like, I was picking up my own mess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't tell them any different. <laughs> but they were like, they were like, oh, good job. Look at you. You really take ownership of this church. That's what they told me, Aww. right? And I was like, well, yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, if you didn't know, I'm a pretty big deal. <laughs> but, um, but in reality, right, mm -hmm. that's not what the kingdom is. No. The kingdom is not any of that stuff, right? It's all about taking land and taking authority and taking dominion, right? Like back to Isaiah, right? Like Isaiah said here. He's like, like look at in 16. Behold, I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals of fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the spoiler to destroy. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that writes up against your judgment shall be condemned or proven to be in the wrong, right? This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is just what you get. This is just what you get. And then you hear the parable of Jesus when he talks about the wayward son. And the son's like, he comes back to himself. And he's like, at least I can be a servant in my dad's house. You know, at least they eat and they have clothes, and you know, like they're, they're not starving and they're not working like I'm working. So I'm going to go back in and be a servant. And then he doesn't, he doesn't realize it, that he's not a servant. Yeah. He's a son. He's an heir. He's got a heritage. He's got an inheritance, you know. Um, but most people are, are unaware of what they have in the kingdom. They are seeking 
first earthly desires and earthly things to fill the voids in their own life rather than seeking the kingdom. So in once you become saved, that's when you start seeking. Yeah. Right? He's like, you can't even see it. So, okay, you become born again. Then you could see it. And then you could go seek it. Right? You don't just automatically, like, instantly become, you know, somebody important in the kingdom. You have to actually go and work at it. Yeah. And take dominion and take land. And a lot of that is in your own life. Right? So, like, stuff that I deal with, like, the idea is I have to take dominion, take control over it. And break that thing. And then in my own house, do the same thing with my kids and my wife and stuff like that. And the more that I get that under control, then maybe God will be like, okay, this guy's ready to handle more things. Yeah. Instantly, somebody becomes Christian. They're like, I want to go and be the person on stage and yeah. preaching to everybody, yeah. you know. And, um, you know, you have to start in the bottom, yeah. right? And it, there's <coughs> your biggest ministry is in your house. Yes. I love the idea of heritage. And my dad kind of placed that in our hearts a lot um, with different things. And he, the way that he says it, though, is it's in your blood. Mm. And he'll tell us different stories about different of my grandparents or whoever. And there's this one story that I love. And I might not be saying it 100% correct. Mm -hmm. But, so I have a cousin who did, like, he's in the military, paratrooper, did all kinds of crazy things. Mm -hmm. Really cool dude. Um, and he had his, like, fourth or fifth deployment to Iraq or something like that. Mm -hmm. And from when he first went out there till his last deployment, he had lost, like, all of his friends that mm. he was really close with. They died? They, like, yeah. Because they were getting into, like, some bad stuff not they i don't know it seemed like they were seeing a lot of battle type of situations especially in the beginning of all that stuff um and with this last deployment he just knew in his heart he was gonna die Ooh. he knew it in his soul he's much older than me um and so my dad he told my dad goodbye because he's really close to my dad and he would say bye every time you go out there but this bye seemed final and my dad was like, what's going on? And so he shared with him, like, well, I just feel like this is, I'm not coming back from this. I just know I'm going to die. And if you go out there knowing you're going to die, like, how likely is, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, So my dad told him a story about one of my grandpa's brothers and one of our uncles, our great uncles, that went out to Vietnam or, I don't know, I think it was Vietnam. Korean War. Yeah, one of those. One of those. And... Every single person in his platoon died. Every single person. And he, the the great uncle, was like, I'm not going back. Like, I'm done too. And he stood up and he and there and this is like during a battle and there there's bullets whizzing past him and mm -hmm. he's not getting hit. He wanted to get hit because he didn't want to go back without the, his guys, you mm -hmm. know? And he didn't get hit and he came back and he lived. And my dad told him, he was like, listen, son, I won't say his name. You, this is in your blood. You are a survivor. It's, it's, it's generational and you're coming back. Mm. And that 
shifted his thought mm-hmm. on his time out there and everything. And so then he goes out there and they pull him aside to do like security detail for somebody. And his crew left to go do their crew stuff. And my cousin was with security, doing security detail for this higher up dude. And the whole group of guys passed. No. He got attacked in the woods. Jeez. And he made it because he wasn't with them. And so that's a whole other mind F, you mm-hmm, know, for mm-hmm. him. But it's just like, just having the idea that something is in your blood. This is just who we are. We are just like, we are in the kingdom of God. That That is our heritage. It's just, I think it's super powerful to have that mindset mm-hmm. of this is who I am and mm-hmm. this is what belongs to me because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if, if the church finally takes that into yeah. their core... Yeah. Hold on and, to it. And they, and they um, change the identity yeah. from Christian mm-hmm. to a, a citizen of a kingdom. Mm-hmm. Christian, the term Christian is a derogatory term that was used by the Romans to dismiss people that believed in Christ. It means little, little Christ. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is a little Christ, a little stupid people. That believe in this guy that came back from dead, like all oh, the crazy people, right? And so I don't, I don't necessarily say that you can't call yourself a Christian. This is just a follower of Christ. But I, I'm more into this idea of, of a kingdom, and then I have a, a legacy of people that were Christians before me that have died. Like those are my forefathers, more than even George Washington. Yeah. More than even, you know, the Abraham Lincolns and the Thomas Jeffersons and the Andrew Jacksons of America, you know, the Davy Crockett's of America. I think my heritage is more the Christian church mm-hmm. that went and spread the gospel and died martyrs' deaths. Like, that's my forefathers, you know. And, you know, I even struggle with the idea of having an American flag that we salute in a church mm. because to me, the church is higher. Oh yeah. Yes. And, and, um, then, then an American flag, don't get me wrong. I'm more patriotic than probably most people. Yeah. I just have a higher authority yeah. above, you know, people in Washington that are all run by the devil, mm-hmm. you know? And, <clears throat> and I think that that's the, the culture that needs to resonate and revitalize back into American society. And that's what will fight back against this new world order, Illuminati, uh, one world government, you know, Davos people is this identity of kingdom culture, you know, kingdom mindset, you know, like, I feel like if the church would actually get back to the point where they have that power of and they're in they're walking in their authority that when they walk into this room in the UN that demons will start being cast out of these people right while they walk in and they're going to be like what is going What's on happening? right <laughs> And you're gonna, and then the guy's gonna say the the prayer in the beginning of the UN, 
and he's going to cast out 50, 60% of all those people that are in that room, and they're all going to be riling in pain, you know, and he's going to be like, announce the kingdom of God at that time. And that's what I, in my mind, that's walking in the kingdom. It looks like, it's like, boom, like, you don't want to come at me. You're coming at the wrong dude. You know, it's kind of like that guy, Smith Wigglesworth, mm-hmm. you know, like the devil came into to him and like woke him up in the middle of the night. And he's like, oh, it's just you. And he went back to bed. You know what I mean? He's like, 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 if you really understand, think of it like, like America. Okay. America's like the world power, right? Think of America in the 80s, okay? <laughs> yes. And, uh, America. And then you have like a country like, I don't know, say say like uh, Brazil or something, you know, and they're like, hey, we're going to fight against America. You're like, mm-hmm. bro, you don't even have like 2% mm-hmm. of the power that America has like, you really going to fight with us? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I see it. Like, these other powers that be in the world today, they don't, they no longer have the power. Mm-hmm. Only power that they have is the power that we relinquish back to them out of fear and misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. So, um... Mm-hmm. <sighs> Back to the okay. the great deception. Yeah. So it'll happen. The world powers will get together. They'll sign a treaty with whatever this is, and and then the the world government will start being formed, mm-hmm. right? And there'll be and what I believe the big one will be. One of the people will say that he is the Christ. Right, and he's like, maybe I'm the Christ. I was also the Buddha. I was also Muhammad. I just came at different parts in your life, in in America, in the world history, and um, just to try and save you guys from yourself. But you're getting too far now, and I'm here to help you, bring you back into. Everybody would fall for that. Yes, easily. The technology too, like the projection technology, is 3D now. Mm-hmm. And that was that's a cool YouTube rabbit hole to go down, three D projection. So depending on where you are, with the it projection, looks like you're human. it looks like it's there. There, it's so interesting. And then my thought is, well, wouldn't we see the lights, like the beams of lights, where it's coming from? But the the technology the technology's past that. And yeah. where? And then my next thought was, well, where are they going to project it from? It's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be from above. Yeah, satellites. All of the satellites that are up there. Like, I, we don't even realize how many satellites are up there already, what their the capabilities are. Mm-hmm. We're, nobody, nobody tracks all that. Even just Elon and how many he's put up for Skylink. Thousands and thousands are already up there. There's so many. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's, it'll be so easy. Mm-hmm. This deception will be so easy with the technology that we yeah, and then you have India and, and China, and they have, like, billion people. Mm-hmm. Each one of them have, like, a billion. Mm-hmm. Like, America, we have... I don't even know what our population is in America. It's, like, 200, 300,000, 300 million, yeah. right? Like, 
like and you connect that like if you put all of Europe and America and Canada together, we don't even equal like India. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And and in the end times there's gonna be a two hundred million man army mm -hmm. that's gonna march from the east right to Jerusalem. And it's just gonna devastate. To me it has to be either China or India that's going to do that and they're gonna rally together with other countries and people are just gonna run from it. You know what I mean? Um and I do think a lot of the spiritual things that are going on in the government behind scenes is um giving people this new alien technology. What they call alien technology. I think there's a little bit of confidence. I hate to say the word arrogance, but there's a little bit of like, I know who I am. Yes. In the kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Think of it like you are a, a piece of like a royalty. Mm -hmm. You're walking around like you would be a little more confident. Mm -hmm. You would be a little bit more like you. Like, I don't care what you think. Right. I think so many people get caught up in, we allow ourselves to get distracted by the world and the world's things. We allow ourselves to get distracted by the follower count that we have or the shoes that we have or, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses. But when you realize that it, there's so much more, mm. you like you're removed from that. Mm -hmm. And and people could perceive that as arrogance because mm -hmm. those things just do not matter. Mm -hmm. The way that they matter to others, they don't matter they don't matter, you know? So I could see people thinking that that's arrogant, but there is a lot of confidence and that's helpful you mm -hmm. know, throughout a life. And it's also, it will prevent you from doing certain things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, mm, if you have confidence in who you are, would you fall into as many sins? Right? Because no. you're like, I'm not going to yes, risk correct. this position that I have yes. for something small. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of uh, people, they don't have that mm -hmm. level of confidence. They're like, dude, I'm not going to fall into that because I'm not like, I'll give you for instance, like this is kind of weird, but on game night. Uh, Will brought a new game. It was called Mysterium or something. It was the one that Jake was playing. Okay. And I left. Oh. I saw the game and I was and I and I looked at it and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna play this. Okay. I said, this is weird. This is like spiritualism. Oh. And um. At the second table, him and Will were playing that one. Mm -mm, the one that was first playing. Oh. Remember, and I was out. I, we got there and you weren't there. Yeah. I thought y'all were gone. No, no, I was here. Okay. I was just, I was walking around and I almost told him just to take that game out of my house. Oh. But I'm not being weird, but I just was like, no, nah, I'm not going to play this. So the, 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 the idea of it is like, um, there's this book mm -hmm. who Will was playing the book and okay. you just see they had like a little round thing and it had like a little angle. Like this, and it was like a picture. Okay. So then Will, every so often, would move these things okay. to signify where in the picture the clue was. Okay. Right? And then the other people are supposed to decipher this clue. And it's like a party game. Not a party game, like a co-op mm -hmm. deduction game. 
Okay. Right? And, you know, I don't think anybody had, like, the thing. But my spirit was like, mm you ain't playing this game. Mm. And I was like, sorry, guys, I'm not going to play this game. Right? Yeah. And, um, and I wasn't, like, trying to judge anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm like, nope, I'm not going to risk this getting inside of me, me being associated with this, just just in the thing. And you know what? And then everybody was kind of like, oh, you're being too weird or whatever. And I was like, I don't care what you think. Like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yes. And um, I just don't play with that stuff. The same way I don't watch, you know, like horror flicks and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just don't like those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to feed that side of me because i want to feed the other side yeah that good side it's kind of like jesus jesus fasted mm-hmm. for 40 days and 40 nights then the spirit took him out to 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 battle against the devil mm-hmm. right so he made his flesh weak super weak everybody's so interested mm-hmm. in making their flesh strong that's all we think about mm-hmm. and they forget that it's more about spiritual strength mm-hmm. in in the kingdom mm-hmm. it has very little to do with your your, your physical problem. stress yeah. your it's your spiritual strength yeah. right and then renewing your mind to understand those things so it's like your your soul man and you're trying to get him in alignment with your spirit right and the stronger those lean this way the better you'll do mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. rather than just being in the world mm-hmm. so um, and I think that confidence, too, that we were talking about, a lot of times as a human, we want to fit in. We want to be a part. We want, you know, the people that we're around. And if it doesn't align with good stuff, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and and then it on the other level, too, it helps to get around people that are like-minded because then there's less temptation like that. Mm-hmm. You know, those things aren't around. Like I know if, if Sephra wants to go watch a movie, it's not going to be a horror flick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not going to be something like those things won't even be an issue, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think it's hard, especially when you are a baby Christian, like you're new mm-hmm. and you're still around all the old people mm-hmm. and all the old things and the party life, mm-hmm. the drugs, the, the girls, the, whatever it is, you know, whatever mm-hmm. people are, are involved with. And, and you really can't, you have to separate yourself from mm-hmm. them. You have to, mm-hmm. because that it's always going to be there. It's always going to be a temptation. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be something that's on the table. And you don't want it on the table anymore. Mm-hmm. You're moving forward. And people will always... So my parents did that. They partied a lot. And then when they became Christian, they were Catholic before. Mm-hmm. When they became Christian, it was their neighbors, our neighbors, who we always were hanging out with. And that was really awkward because now we're not going to the party. And mm-hmm. it's still happening. And now it's 2 in the morning and the... The music's pumping and we're trying to sleep, get ready for church the next day, mm. you know, and, and so you really have to remove yourself from that and be okay with it. You're not going to fit in. You don't want to fit in with everybody. Yeah. 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 No, it's so true. And it's, and it's not, people are not used to it. I'm very used to it, mm-hmm. you know. Thinking different and being on that different playing yeah. field. Because yeah. I, I was the guy at, at school that I'm like, I'm not going to draw the Halloween picture. Yeah. 
Like, this is against my thing as yeah. a kid. Yeah. I was like, I ain't going to do that. Yeah. And then they were like, well, you know. You... And I was like, no, you could give me a bailing grade. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then and then there was like the, the what's the other one is the, like, no, I never believed in Santa. Like, um, you know, Halloween, we turn off the lights and go to the movies yeah. or something. Yeah. And then, uh. Just all those little things, like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Like, you come to game night at my house, and there's no booze. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. There's no booze. And we all have a great time. Yeah. You don't need to have drinks to have a good time. Yeah. 100%. Like, like, people love coming to game night. Yeah. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> and you don't have to have booze to have a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to drink to have a good time. And these people are just so... Um, brainwashed to think that this goes with this, mm-hmm. right? That this goes with this. Yeah. And it's a deception. Yes. So I'm just saying that not to judge anybody. No. Like, like I remember God was working on me to stop drinking. And it's been like four years since I stopped drinking. And I never had a problem. Yeah. Um, Like, like I was never like an alcoholic or something. Mm-hmm. But um, like wine started, like I was big on wine. I would drink wine. I was like fancy with my wine and do all the <laughs> wine and be like, look at the legs on this. Like, the, body. the tannins. Oh my goodness. Look at this. And, yeah. you know, and, and then well, I remember it was just like, it seemed like one day to the next and wine tasted bitter. Mm. And I was like, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this anymore. And I was like, I'm not going to force myself to drink it. Mm-hmm. And it was just one day to the next that the wine no longer was savory and no longer tasted good. And it was kind of weird. So then I was just like, okay. You hear that a lot with things like when God's working on someone's heart on different things. Mm-hmm. And then one day to the next, it's just like, you don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then... um so that's how I that's how I changed it. So back to the great deception. So when it when when I think this happens, I think everybody and their mama, probably 60-70% of the people in the churches are all going to be deceived mm-hmm. because they have no root in them. Mm-hmm. They're not rooted in the word, they're not rooted in understanding, they're not rooted in their they wouldn't even have a concept that it it could be a deception. Yeah. There's not even that inkling that something could be wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what I noticed with COVID. Nobody was skeptical about anything. No. People were just like, oh, this is happening. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. There was no questions asked at all. And if you were asking any questions. You were a crazy you person. You were crazy. You just did what they told you. And, I, and they were telling us to wear masks. So I'm like, okay, what kind of masks work for virus? Because not all of them work for virus. Mm-hmm. You know? And nobody's even asking those simple questions. Mm-hmm. So you're right. The people are not rooted. There's no root mm-hmm. in anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the pastors. Mm-hmm. How many pastors do you know? Like, literally one... I'm not going to say the name, but one of the pastors that I follow said... I wish I could line you guys all up and give you the vaccine right now. And I was like, 
Way, 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 way. <sighs> and it's like, dude, he's been deceived. Yes, he has. And and all out of fear. Mm-hmm. Fear is the biggest deceptor, mm-hmm. right? People are willing to give away everything because of fear. Mm-hmm. They're terrified, and if they think that they can be protected or whatever, they're take it, take anything you need, do whatever you got to do. I need to survive. You know what's funny is so there was a stage of Trump where we all realized that the mainstream media was lying, was lying to us, yes. right? which I had always known. Yeah. But the average Joe kind of figured it out. Yeah. I figured it out when when everyone was saying that he called all Mexicans rapists. Mm. I was like, what is this crazy orange man saying? Uh-uh. And I looked up the entire thing. And you I watched, watched the full video. Watched it all. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for it. Mm. And waiting for it. Never said it. Period. Yeah. All they Never said was said it. the MS... MS-13. 13 people come over and they're like rapists and stuff. And they are bad guys. Yeah, super bad. MS-13. You get a tattoo on your face. Like, gang members. Like, I'm not saying all people with a tattoo on their face. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if you put your, your gang on your face. It's it's hardcore. Yeah. No, those, those guys. And that's what he was talking about. And then they twisted it and then everybody believed it. Yeah. So after that, I was like, okay, well. What now, else are they lying about? What else are they lying about? And I went through rabbit holes where you can find the full clips. You can't anymore. Because I told one of my friends, find the full clip. And she couldn't. And I was like, okay, I'll find it. I couldn't. You can probably find it on like Rumble or Rumble. something. Rumble. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rumble. So, um, so there was a point where people started realizing. Yes. And then now there's a point, I think, that people are realizing that their doctors don't know everything. Mm-hmm. Because before COVID, we had like doctors on a pedestal mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, yeah. they were like writing gospel. Yes. Right? Like, oh, you're a doctor? You're a doctor? You must know everything, everything. about the medical system. But I really think that pe- anybody that has had a sick family member in the hospital has had an experience where they can't fully trust doctors because there's just so many patients. There's so much information. The doctors don't know. You realize you have to be an advocate for your people. Mm -hmm. Like I really, I learned that immediately Mm -hmm. when my grandpa, he's diabetic and they, they put him, the doctor prescribed him non-diabetic medicate, uh, food Mm. because he had to be put on a feeding tube and the doctor prescribed it. And my grandma was like, Oh no, no, he's diabetic. And the doctor was like, "Mm mm-hmm. And continued to give him the wrong food. Mm. And then spiked his sugar and he was in trouble for a little while. Mm. Like, hello, down to the food. You can't get that right. Yeah, the doctors are dumb. Yeah, they don't listen. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, people are waking up and realizing. Yeah, yeah. And it's also because there's such a disconnection between the doctor, them getting paid, and you. You know what I mean? Like... If, if you go to another country where you're like, meet with the doctor, say what you want to have done, and then you're like, cut him a check. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a total different relationship mm-hmm. with this doctor. Yes. But because of insurance and this whole, you know, scheme, Ponzi scheme that insurance is, mm-hmm. um, you, you the doctors don't care about their no. patients because they're so disconnected mm-hmm. to it. And then the insurance gets to say, no, doctor, you don't know what you're doing. 
we're not going to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Do something else. Mm-hmm. How? It's the same thing that's happening right now with uh, with Russia, like them trying to transport their oil to different countries. They can't transport it because their boats no longer qualify for insurance because all insurance is controlled by American and European countries. Mm-hmm. Like, how strange yeah. is it that yeah. in, you're, you're a dang country yeah. and you can't even ship stuff because you can't insure it? Yeah. What? What in the world yeah. is going on? How does that make sense? It doesn't make <laughs> any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you're, a, you're Russia, okay? You're like one of the major big superpowers yeah. you know military superpowers but you can't ship you know hay to you know somewhere mm-hmm. because you know you can't get insurance like yeah. that's weird yeah it's really weird so i think that's what will happen is that the the great deception will happen the jews will think that their messiah is here the half of the church if not more will be deceived the Muslims will think that they're, uh, I forget what they call it, the, I forget his name. They think they they have a Messiah coming too. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Mujahideen or something like that. Look it up, see if you can find the name for it. They just put Muslim Messiah. And then the Buddha will be there and all, and it'll be all like the same thing. And they'll do miracles. They'll cure cancer. They'll fix the economic system. People will get out of debt. There'll be like a financial boom for a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. The peace will happen in the world. Peace in the Middle East for the mm-hmm. first time, right? And then that's when the enemy will start turning on everybody. And once he commits, you know, the abomination of desolation. Now, we don't necessarily know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think that it will be a some type of sacrifice on the new temple, mm-hmm. but I'm not entirely sh- sure, sure for, sure. for sure. I've talked to other people and they have I- similar ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, Ma- Mahdi? Mahdi? Yeah. yeah. Mahdi, that's like their messiah that's supposed to be coming. And um, so um, I think they're all, everybody's kind of waiting for it. And most Christians are waiting for their Messiah because they believe in pre-tribulation rapture, right? Which I don't prescribe to the pre-tribulation rapture. I'm more of a mid-trib, pre-wrath rapture just because of, you know, what Jesus said in Matthew. But... You know, I'm I'm down to go early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm down to <laughs> go early. Whenever Jesus is ready, we're ready. I'm down to go early. Yeah. But I don't know necessarily how it'll all happen exactly. Yeah. These are just theories. So what do we do to not be deceived? Up? Yeah. And, not, and to protect our families and ourselves. To not be deceived. The biggest thing is is that when Jesus, Jesus, the real Jesus comes, like. It will be a hundred percent done. Mm-hmm. It'll be over. Mm-hmm. The game will be done. You know what I mean? Like we'll all be caught up with him, and then he'll speak and, and destroy all the armies of the enemy, mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not like um, we're gonna like, you know, join an army and then good. It won't be as physical. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It won't be like. 
restructuring of the government. Yeah. It won't be human. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because all of that's human. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. No. So when when you see the deception come and it's like a dude and he's like in one place and he's like doing cool stuff that we have on video, right, which you can't trust anyway. You can't. Like, 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 even when I see Christians like healing people on on videos, I'm yeah. kind of like, I'm not sure. That's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's kind of video. Yeah, it's video, you know? and then so many people do things for clout or for attention or for whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then and then I, it's like when I hear somebody preach something, and then I'm like, oh, that's true, mm. or I hear somebody teach something, and I'm like, mm, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Nope, because of this. Nope, because I have discernment Mm -hmm. in myself to be able to hear what they're saying and discern the difference. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing when this happens. Most, you know, will receive the mark. Like, I heard heard another pastor say it, and he's like, he was talking about the mark, and he's like, he's like, if you put a microchip in your body, you know, it's not... Like the mark of the beast. And I was like, okay, you may be right, but you may be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we you, don't know yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't want to be wrong about this. Yeah. Because he was making the claim, and he's right to a certain degree, that the claim is that, you know, it's on your right hand, on your forehead, which is more of what you agree with, what you associate with, what you identify with. Mm-hmm. In scripture. Not necessarily literal. Not necessarily literal. Yeah. But sometimes it's literal sometimes and it figurative yeah. Yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like the Bible says that the two will become one. Mm-hmm. Right? And then and then everybody stops reading, but it says one flesh. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it's more literal mm-hmm. than it is figurative. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And everybody always takes that like back to the Jerry Maguire thing. He's like, Can you please? Yeah. You have me at hello. And I'm like, mm, not really. Yeah. The only one that completes you is God. Mm-hmm. Right? And literally you are becoming two flesh, but you're not becoming two souls mm-hmm. that are becoming one soul. Yeah. You're not becoming two spirits that are becoming one spirit. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's been married, you realize that real quick. Mm-hmm. You don't think the same. No. You don't have the same emotions. Mm-mm. You don't have the same responses to things, mm-hmm. right? You, your spirit reacts to things differently. Yeah. You know, in service, you may be crying and he's like bored. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's like, there's, we, we're different. Yeah. But physically, we do become one. Yes. So like, I think people, they, they take things out of context that they, might be literal and it, you know it might be figurative but it may be figurative and literal mm-hmm. but we don't know yet but i, I wouldn't want to risk it Mm-mm. you know what i mean no. well and then like for me i don't want to put any type of technology in my body and when i say that i not not just like a microchip but even like extra things like like women that have breast implants when I think about that, I think about the future for like, because you have to switch them out. They're better nowadays. We have to switch them out every 10, 20 years, depending on the kind you have. I don't want to be a 60-year-old, 70-year-old lady trying to switch those out, you know? I don't want the... A lot of women get physically ill 
and their body starts to attack them. Mm-hmm. And then and they have to get them removed and, and it's very, very bad. I don't want to put foreign things in my body. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this one leg surgery that they replace the bone in the front with like metal. And like the um the rejection of that one, like hip replacements are great because they don't reject. Like they those do really good. But those they get rejected like a huge seventy percent of the time. Yeah. They don't tell you that. And and then people end up with just like open wounds. Yeah. And they're not healing. Like I don't want any foreign things in my mm-hmm, body. Mm-hmm. That's where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. So then to put a computer chip or to let Elon Musk be in my brain, mm-hmm. watch any episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> like, don't do that. Yeah, it's not I don't a good want idea. anybody in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you'll be able to call somebody and talk to them and you're just standing there. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Oh, well, for work, you'll be, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather just be... Uh, what do they call it? Uh, analog. Mm-hmm. I want to be analog. I want to be super analog. Yeah. But that's where my brain goes. Like for preservation, for health. There's no way it's healthy to put microchips in you. And then you don't know what they have in them. Mm-hmm. Like they could, I feel like they could put bad stuff in them and then kill you whenever they want. Yeah, you don't know. You have no idea. You're trusting the doctors again. And I'm not going to trust them. You know what I mean? All the doctors say they would never do anything. Never. They wouldn't give you poison in your vaccine. That's I crazy. personally know doctors here that have fake vax cards mm-hmm. because they didn't want to vax, yet they gave vaccines. They gave vaccines. Mm-hmm. How are you not going to put it in your body, mm-hmm. but you're okay putting it in somebody else's body? Mm-hmm. No. Even down to the simple question of, I asked one of my doctors, what do you think about masks? And she was like, well, the FDA or the CDC or the whatever. She didn't want to take any responsibility. She didn't want to risk anything. Mm-hmm. So instead of giving proper guidance, you know, giving studies and saying this, this, the CDC does say this, mm-hmm. but I feel like this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. She just gave up mm-hmm. and said, this is what the CDC says. I don't, I don't, I'm not asking the CDC. I'm asking you. Yeah. You as a person, you as a person who allowed me in your office unmasked mm-hmm. and you're also unmasked. What do you think? Too scared. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like, I'm not going to go on the record. Exactly. And that makes me feel like I can trust her less. I just need to be on my game. Mm-hmm. That's what's funny thing. Like that lady, when she got here, I was. On this question and answer with the DHS, right? I thought you were doing like a life insurance. No, that's what it felt like. <laughs> um, and she was like, you know, she's like, when's the last time? No, she's like, do you have a primary care doctor? And I was like, nope. She's like, uh, you don't have any doctor that you see? I was like, nope, that's probably why I'm healthy. <laughs> you know? And she goes, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you know, you guys go to the doctor and you get all these drugs. That's why you guys are all sick. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't go to the doctor. That's probably why I'm healthy, you know? And she's like, she didn't know what to say. You know, I was just, she's like, did you, when's the last time you had a vaccine? I was like, I don't know, when I was in grade school. Mm-hmm. She's like, what? And I was like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the vaccines, you know, diphtheria or whatever. I don't know anybody that has diphtheria. Yeah. A lot of people have to get vax when they travel. Mm-hmm. And I want to travel, but I won't I won't do things that are going to compromise my body. It's not worth it. 
it's not worth it. If I have to get all these vaccines to go to Africa, well, I'm not going to go to Africa. Yeah, sorry, Africa. Sorry. I'm sorry, sad. safari. I want to have a safari. Yeah, we could just do it in Brazil. We'll just drive down. We can just do it in Texas. Yeah. There's can. so many. We can go okay. kill some Orax. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not doing it. Or even to get a job. My One of my friends, she works for the medical industry. Mm. She's like, you would do great at this one job. And I asked her, do I have to get vaxxed? She was like, well, yeah. And I'm like, not doing it. I don't care what the paycheck is. I don't care if it'll be easy for me to do this job. I'm not mm-hmm. compromising my body. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, where you have to get to. So you have, like, the media mm-hmm. where you're absorbing your information. Mm-hmm. Here is a great place. Yes. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Share it with your friends. Shameless plug. Do it. <laughs> then you have your doctors and you're like, oh my God, I can't trust my doctors. Maybe I should, you know, drink oregano tea. You know what I mean? With some olive oil and some honey and some lemon, you know. I'm to... like, mm-hmm. all of those are good for you. Yes. Yeah. Oregano is antiviral. Continue. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I know we, I have a couple of those videos. I love watching them, you know, yeah. where they're like, oh, I made this home remedy for this. And you're like, mm-hmm. That's what I do every time we start to get sick. I love pineapple juice mm-hmm. because it's there's so many good things for it, especially if you start getting phlegmy. Pineapple mm. is amazing for that. Oil of oregano, honey, ginger. It, oil of oregano is an oil, or is it you put oil, you put olive oil with oregano? So you can make it, and that's how you make it. You just put olive oil with oregano? Yes, but you have to let it sit for a long time, mm. or you can do a tincture, I think. I just buy it already made. What is a tincture? A tincture, technically what that means is you get the herbs, you soak them in a glass. Mm -hmm. Water or oil? With um, tincture specifically, that word means with, um, I, um, what's it called? Alcohol. Mm. Alcohol. And then you let it sit. Mm. And so tincture is that. Mm. If it's oil, then it's not a tincture. Mm. But different herbs need different things to extract the goodness mm. out of them. So um, CBD is a tincture. And that's oh. with... Um, mm-hmm. And then so you get It the, doesn't have to be high alcohol content? No, it's just like I, I sold propol alcohol. Mm. So it has to be like it has to be like a food grade one. Not food grade, but like mm-hmm. not like one that you use for your computer. Mm-hmm. And then you let it set. And then you get that concentrate. And then for CBD specifically, then you dilute it with oil. So it depends on, on the, That's fascinating. the way to do it. I Maybe know. we could do one of those lessons. Heck yeah. I love We could do it that. like in the kitchen and you could be like making one. Let me make you a tincture. Ginger. Yeah. Ginger amazing. root. Lemon. Amazing. I make my, I grow my own ginger. What's a, the big one right now is... Turmeric. Turmeric. It's amazing. It's anti-inflammatory. Is turmeric a root too? It is, yeah. yeah. And it's yellow. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it will stain everything. Oh. It's actually really good for your skin. If you have like darker skin, like whenever I get a pimple, it will turn like to a brown spot when it heals. It's so annoying. So I have to do all kinds of things to like even out my skin tone. And uh, really? yeah. Uh, next time that happens, I'll show you. <laughs> okay. Um, and it evens out skin tone. Because a lot of times people will put bleach on their skin to even oh. out skin tone. You don't want to do that. You can use... That's why I'm going to Michael Jackson. <laughs> exactly. But he did that on purpose. <laughs> Have you okay. seen the pictures of him when he died? He looked like an alien. He looked real gross. Yeah, His sisters are on their way. 
that's not great. But there's a lot, like, the earth has so many things on it mm-hmm. that we can use for healing. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's what happened to Michael is that he did a bunch of stuff that he couldn't forgive himself for doing. And then he started medicating and medicating and medicating and medicating yeah. until he just died. And, you know, like, there's a, there's a scripture that says, God is not mocked. Mm-hmm. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no getting out of jail free cards. You know what I mean? And people that do all these things, they... Like, I know a lot of people in this space that kind of wonder, like, how is it that these people are still in power or whatever? Don't worry. They're mm-hmm. going to get theirs. Mm-hmm. They're going to get theirs. You yeah. know what I mean? And they're not sleeping good at night. Mm-hmm. They're, you know. They're being tormented. In, in that, like, you, you see, what's that singer chick? The really creepy one? What kind of music? pop music i don't know what her name is lady gaga lady gaga yeah and they like they caught her and she was like in one of these hotels and she was bathing in blood yes right yes and then one of the maids was like what do i do you know <laughs> could you imagine like maria's like hey capel. Uh, maria. <laughs> hey capel. no manches este güerita, no manches and and she's like She's like, I'm not going to touch this. You know, you don't pay me enough to Mm-mm. clean this bathtub with <laughs> no, full honey. of blood. Yeah. And she has a lot of, I watched the documentary that she's she tormented. Out. She is. She has a lot of physical pain. She can't sleep. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see her and you think she's got it all put together. No, no, no. You, you make a deal with the devil and you're going to, you're going to reap the devil's rewards. Mm-hmm. You know, the best thing to be. The Bible says is that when God blesses you, he adds no sorrow to it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want. You don't want the added sorrow. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you do it his way, it's slower. It's not as fast. Mm -hmm. But there's no strings attached. Yeah, it's not it's not negative. You know what I mean? It's not negative. It's kind of like every time you take prescription drugs, there's like 15 different side effects. Mm -hmm. God's is like nature Mm -hmm. you know you eat an orange there's no side effect yeah for the vitamin c of eating an orange you know you take some ginger root and turmeric (laughs) right you take some ginger root and turmeric you know you're not gonna like die right it's so good for you yeah so just that's the way god's things work Mm -hmm. it's not like manipulating you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so and and don't get me wrong i do i do still like the medical industry like in general yeah um, if you if you broke your hip or you yeah. broke your leg or you broke your arm you just have to have discernment yeah. and you have to be wise and you have to look up things and you have to don't believe everything the doctor says you cannot literally this is a great example my my oldest Addie, she has um an eye thing she has extreme dry eye caused by inflammation in her eyes that there's so much inflammation that it cuts off the tear ducts and so her eyes are dry and when they're really bad they look really small and like crusty like they're little eyes it's so crazy but when it first started to show itself and it's she's healed in jesus name that's not going to be something for her in her life Mm -hmm. um she started getting styes in her eyes and she would get styes at the top of her lid and they would it was almost like they'd come out at the the lash line it was so strange 
And she was four years old. And she would just get sty, 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 sty. Her eyes were just like being attacked. It was so crazy. And I took her to the doctor. And the only thing the doctor wanted to do was, and this was a specialist, um, do surgery and remove all the little styes every time she got one. Let's just remove it. So you have to put her under at four years old. Ooh. Then I started looking it up. And this is the only thing she suggested to us. And she's like, we have to do it because then she's going to suffer. But the sides eventually heal. And she didn't find the root, which was it was causing it because of the extreme swelling. She didn't even look into it. So I Googled it and found that if you do too many surgeries on your eyelids, you'll get scar tissue. That scar tissue will push on your eyeballs and affect your vision. We're not doing that to a four-year-old that could potentially grow out of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're not doing that. That's the only suggestion the doctor gave me. And they hounded me to set up the, the appointment for the surgery. And so I said yes, just to get them to leave me alone. And then I scheduled it. We went home. And then I canceled it. And I never went back to the doctor. And I found a better doctor that doesn't want to do surgery and that realizes that that's stupid. Mm-hmm. So how is this one specialist trying to surgically remove seven styes out of two eyes mm. on a four-year-old. And ev- and her answer is surgery every time. But me as a mom, I wanted to look into it. And I had discernment and I found other people. And you have to do that with your life. Mm-hmm. You can't just say yes for everything. Yeah, I think 100% you're right. You know, the it's the idea that we're... Uh, a peculiar people. Mm-hmm. We're in this world, but we're not of this mm-hmm. world. We're. It feels more like that nowadays. Too. We're like Neo in the Matrix. Yeah. You know, I love the Matrix because it's just it's so symbolic of yeah. everything that's going on. So. The 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 main point of this thing, is, a, you have to get read up, prayed up, mm-hmm. in relationship. Mm-hmm. So that you don't get deceived. Right, and that you have the discernment to see what's going on around you, and to know that these things is is coming, right? The great deception is coming, and you can prepare yourself to not be deceived by it, and and then also because you're prepared for it, you won't get deceived by other things that are happening at the same time. There's so many that so many deceptions that are going on at once, yeah. that it's almost hard to keep up with all the deceptions, yeah, right? It is, yeah. So I would just say, you know, the more in tune you get with God and what he's trying to do on this earth, his kingdom, the more you will be able to uh, withstand the wiles of the devil. There's a, there's a scripture that says, you know, my people perish for a lack of understanding, mm-hmm. right? Is because people today i think the church today is probably the least well-read church in american history 100%. they don't know the word they don't know the kingdom they don't know the father's voice they don't pray they 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 go to church because it's cool and it's hip and they have like friends there but they don't have a hunger and a thirst for the word like I do a Bible study at my house and I just started it, but you can, I can tell the difference with the people that I've invited and how they see how important it is opposed to people that don't see how important it is. And I'm like, if, 
if the people come to what just one Bible study, they will see how valuable, how much you can gain in one simple little Bible study, you know, without all this extra books and interlinear and Bible dictionaries and all of this stuff. If you just come and sit and just listen and interact, you will gain so much understanding just by having a Bible study with some of your friends. Yeah. Like, bring back the Bible study. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, instead of having a man cave, bring back the library. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And and I think that's what what's coming. I think the revival's coming in America. Everybody get ready. Mm-hmm. Because the, the people that are hungry and thirsty will be fed. Mm-hmm. And the people that are just doing it because they're trying to make friends and and be cool and be on anything are going to get left behind. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's it. I think that's it for today. Yep. Did you enjoy it? I did. Did you enjoy it? I hope so. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, like, and subscribe. Yes. Send us comments, ideas for next videos and uh, questions. We'll we'll try and be in the, the the comments to answer back. A lot. Yes. You know, and, uh, Be nice in the comments. Yes. All right, guys. That's it. God bless you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.